A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Well, one of the newsmakers for today is going to be the World Ag Supply and Demand Report that's coming out at 11 a.m. Central Time. Now, uh, we're not sure about the numbers, but there seems to be a lot of discussion about bigger yields than previously expected. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning. What's the chatter this morning, John? I see that corn, beans, and wheat, everybody seems to be maintaining their position as far as the cash price is concerned. What's, uh, what's everybody talking about so far? Yes, yeah, we're getting ready for the report today. A lot of focus on what the USDA could be doing with things today. Now, first off, expectations like you just mentioned. Expect to see the corn yield to come up slightly, uh, just maybe four-tenths of a bushel, half a bushel per acre. So not a big adjustment. So when you put that into the corn balance sheet, that's not much of an impact. The focus there will be m- more on what does the USDA do on the demand side for corn. The ethanol market's been red hot. The grind's been very aggressive the last couple of weeks. I expect them to make some adjustments there. Probably will compensate for what we get in the yield boost. Probably keeps the carryover real close to where we are. In that case, you know, corn's probably fairly priced and still being moving with the cash market. But we are, you know, trending a little bit lower and keeping an eye on what's going on with those global corn prices in terms of that demand. Shift into beans very quickly. Same thing there. Maybe another half a bushel per acre coming in on that soybean yield. Now that can have an impact on the balance sheet and maybe move that carryout back up, you know, over that closer to that 400 million bushel window beans have been on a pretty slippery slope here as you've been looking at prices just continue to drop lower combination of things going on there the demand is not there right now sales are way behind last year's pace shipments are 30 percent behind last year's pace and then put on top of that a really good south american crop starting to brew and uh, that's just making sure those exporters are sitting back saying well we'll wait for those cheaper brazilian beans and just buy enough u.s beans to get by Okay, so we want to kind of keep an eye on what's happening with transportation also. Talk to me a little bit, uh, you know, the Biden administration announcing that they were basically going to ask uh, truckers and everybody to go 24 hours straight on trying to get the port moving a little bit more. Is transportation at all about a part of this conversation, John? Not so much in that grain side of the equation. Things are moving there. It's right now. It's just a lack of demand. You know, and overall, we're getting the product moving on other facets through the river, down the rail, things of that nature to get to the ports. Bean shipments actually this week were very, very good. Just still not at the level we need them to get to be. So that's still, uh, you know, the biggest problem we had there in the grain markets is we lost September because of Hurricane Ida, and we haven't yet recovered from that. And just saw a clip go that Chinese purchases of Brazilian beans were up 35 percent here over the second half of the year based on the fact that the our ports weren't available due to Hurricane Ida. Ah, good point. Very good point. Uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about the ethanol industry. So uh, the, the plight, the request of being able to market E15 year-round got shut down. Is that going to taper that ethanol grind at all? Well, you know, obviously anything that cuts back on potential demand is a big factor. So obviously that was a very disappointing move in terms of what the market was looking for. And it just continues to seem like ethanol, uh, you know, fights upstream against what the oil industry wants to have happen. Biggest factor right now, though, is we've got really good demand on the energy front in those ethanol numbers. We're seeing that crush and the grind be very, very aggressive. And those stockpiles continue to stay low. So that tells us what we're putting out there is going somewhere either overseas or it's got some 
use somewhere here in the domestic market, you know, as we've increased driving and things of that nature, you know, they're sitting on a pretty good spot right now in terms of the ethanol industry, in terms of their profit margins, and they are trying to lock up every bushel of corn they can, whether it's through the board or physically. And that's one of the reasons we've seen some good support in that corn price. And that's still going to be the number to watch is how much does the USDA move that ethanol demand here over the next handful of months, starting with today's report. You mentioned South America, which becomes a bigger and bigger part of the equation now that we're wrapping up our harvest. A lot of uh, South America had been very, very dry, though. Give us kind of a status update on their conditions. Right now, that Brazilian bean crop is off and rolling and in great shape. And on top of that, it's in early this year and producing beans that could come to the market as soon as late December. That was one of the reasons we had so much strength in the soybean market last year is the fact that they were behind due to the dry start. And they didn't have beans in the market till January into February. So that allowed U.S. beans an ex- extended export window, where this year that window seems to be even tighter. So right now, things are looking very good for the majority of Brazil. We do have some questions about the southern Brazil crop in the Argentina because of La Nina. We'll have to continue to watch that, see how that develops. That could come into play. Maybe we can see a little bit of an end-of-year rally in that regard if we start seeing some issues show up in that region because of La Nina. You mentioned end of the year. World Ag Supply Demand Report. Do, do a lot of our reports start to fizzle now between now and January 2022? What do we have to look forward to after today? After today's report, the December report is usually just a line item mover. In other words, they'll go in and change some things on the demand side of the tables. Not much movement at all in terms of yield. The big focus then will move to the January report, which is the final report for the, the marketing year in terms of projections for yield as well as the acres and things of that nature with a grain stocks report at the same window. So that's so the December report stays pretty quiet. Yeah, this will be a benchmark number today that could set us up for basically the, till the end of the year. So that's that's why the November report does have some things behind it in terms of, you know, some of the volatility. You know, and again, really the number I'm probably watching today is what's going to be the happening with that bean crop? What's going to be happening with that bean carryover? Because it feels like we're in a window where supplies keep building. And if that's the case, it's going to be hard for markets to get much traction, even though we're kind of oversold in that soybean market at this time. You want to get your strategy in place before the World Ag Supply Demand Report at 11 a.m. Central Time. He is John Heinberg. Happy to help you out, Market Advisor. Total Farm Marketing in West Bend, their website, totalfarmmarketing.com, or you can call them toll-free, 800-334-9779. John's email is johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com.